The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Well, hello, everyone. We have finally made it to Friday. And I uh, can't be happier. It has been one hell of a long week. And uh, I don't know about you. It's actually felt like a hell of a long month. And I'm glad that we can be together again for the last Friday of, uh, what is this month? July of 2016. So uh, welcome, everyone who is joining us today. Uh, I am Steven Schleicher, and we've got a lot of stuff going on. Look, I see people filling up in the uh, in the chat room. Hello, everyone, filling up the uh, the chat there on the YouTube channel. That's where you can find us at uh, Major Spoilers Video. Uh, take a moment and subscribe, why don't you? It'd be awesome if you did. Would love to see, uh, you know, 40, 50,000 of you uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel. Lots of stuff going on over there, of course. If we uh, have a Munchkinland game that has a lot of visual components, we've got one that's really cool that's coming up that you're going to want to see. It's a game that's not even out yet. Uh, that's coming up probably in the next week or so. Uh, you'll want to find it over at Major Spoilers Video, and the only way you can find out about it is to subscribe and click on that notification button so that you can, uh, so that you can check it out. Um, let's see, where are we at? Okay, um, it is post-San Diego Comic-Con. That's right, I was gone last week, and um, it was an interesting... Interesting time at San Diego Comic-Con. We certainly talked about it on the Major Spoilers podcast in depth, some of the stories that we really got a kick out of. And what I'd like for, to do today is kind of get your reactions to uh, the San Diego Comic-Con. So you can give us a call at 785-727-1939. Or if you are on Skype, just give me a call at Stephen underscore Schleicher. Now, for some reason, my uh, supers are not working today. Uh, if you'll remember, I did update to the newest... Wirecast Pro, and that may be causing uh, some problems for whatever reason. No, see, they're just working. Oh, well, who knows? Stupid technology. Um, oh, there we go. Just the Red says, I subscribed when you were new. So hipster uh, so hipster of me. There you go. You subscribed before anyone else knew about it. But, you know, there's so many people listening today on Alpha Geek Radio, watching us on Alpha Geek uh, Video, watching us on all the Alpha Geek stuff, watching us on YouTube for the first time, whether you're sitting in front of your Apple TV like I will often do and just plow through YouTube videos or maybe take a nap when I watch YouTube videos. Uh, but we'd love for you to subscribe. You know what? I think what I will do is uh, do a contest when we hit 4,000 subscribers. I think we hit 3,000, but we will do some more when we hit 4,000. So the more people that do that, maybe I'll just give a, give something away to one of our random subscribers. So there you go. So yeah, someone said, uh, did someone say, tell us about your week? Uh, okay, so tell me, let me tell you about my week and then we'll get into some San Diego Comic-Con stuff. Feel free to call at any time and interrupt this story because 
man, it has been a week of ups and downs. Probably the weirdest part was I had some kind of, it wasn't like a panic attack. I don't think I have panic attacks. I don't. But for some reason, when my mind starts going really fast, I can't, I, I just can't shut it down no matter what I try. And especially, and I haven't had, you know, I don't drink um, caffeinated beverages anymore. I haven't had a caffeinated beverage in blah, 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 since what? February, I think. February or March. March, April, May, June, July. So five months that I haven't had a caffeinated beverage. Um, and the most sugar of drinks that I will drink is a lemonade. So I know it wasn't, I wasn't awake because of caffeinated beverages, but I could not sleep the other night. This was a Thursday night going into, um, I'm sorry, Wednesday night going into th uh, Thursday morning. And then on top of that, we had a huge storm blow through. And so that lightning and wind blowing and making sure that roofs don't blow off like we had a few months ago. So that kept me up and my mind just kept going and going and going. So I hadn't slept for 24 hours. And I took my son to his um, uh, soccer practice on Thursday to his soccer camp. I don't know. Maybe it's stress. I, I don't know. Jess says you don't have to have a panic disorder to have panic attacks, but I wasn't panicking. I, I was just like, I can't shut my mind down. And I was pretty angry at a bunch of things, uh, pretty angry at the universe. And um, so I just, I just couldn't sleep. So I was already tired on Thursday morning when I woke up, took my son to his soccer camp and it was, it was muggy. It has been muggy in Western Kansas for uh, the last year, uh, the humidity here is much higher than it has ever been before. And I said, well, I'm going to go sit in the car. I'm going to turn on the air conditioner and, um, and just listen to some, some music. Thanks for those of you who tuned in on Wednesday to the, uh, Periscope, uh, chat that I had. That was a lot of fun. We'll do another Periscope very soon, but I'm sitting there and the air conditioner is going. And then all of a sudden the air conditioner is just, just blowing out hot air. And I'm like, what is going on? Did I just lose my air conditioner? I look at my temperature gauge and it's pegged all the way into the red. I was like, oh crap, let me turn this off. Maybe just the act of sitting there in an idle car with the air conditioner running probably caused it to overheat. Um, and I was like, okay, so probably not a big deal. Picked up the boy, took him uh, back to his uh, school age program that he does during the summer. And then I had to go to another town over to go pick up some, some uh, food. I talked about it on the, um, most recent major spoilers VIP gold chat that we had about this guy who creates this uh, all natural food crate. He's a, sh a chef and my car overheated there and back. It's like less than 10 miles there and back. And so then I was like, well, let me open up the hood and see what's going on. When I got home, of course there's no fluid in the, no coolant in the um, coolant reservoir. So I was like, well, let me drive this over to the, um, to the dealership and have them look at it. It's time for an oil change anyway. I've got a couple of hours that I really don't have time to kill, but, you know, I'm kind of stressing out about that, tired because of no sleep. Pull in, and, um, you know, I tell the guys what's going on. They're like, okay, not a problem. I sit down. They come back a little bit later, and they're like, hey, guess what? We changed your oil. We changed your filters. And by the way, we found a hole in your radiator. I'm like, okay, great. That's, that's not a good thing. And um, then the next thing that happens is uh, they're like, well, it's going to cost this much to to get a new radiator. I'm like, OK, well, it's not like I can drive the car without a new radiator. So let's go ahead and get the new radiator. And then the hourly rate to put the radiator in just the hourly rate is like $50 more than the cost of a brand new factory direct radiator. Right. So just imagine if, if the radiator is $300 
it's like $350 an hour for the text to put it in. Minimum of three hours. Now, that wasn't the actual cost, but it felt like that. Three, uh, three hours minimum to, to put it in. Maybe more, depending. Great. I'm like, well, I need to get my kids. And they're like, oh, yeah, we filled your, your coolant back up. You should be fine to go get your kids and get them home. By the time we got home, the car had once again gone into the red. We turned off the car and nothing but, you know, that rumbling sound of the boiling coolant back at washing into the reservoir. The kids are freaked out. We get out of the car. There's smoke, you know, there's steam pouring out of the car. And now I'm carless for the next couple of days because, uh, no, I can't take the car in on Friday morning, drop it off and, and pick it up a Friday afternoon. No, it doesn't work that way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, where I live and the joys of living in the middle of nowhere is that uh, they have to ship it from, I don't know, the next big town over, Kansas City, Wichita, I don't know, Denver. I don't know where they're shipping it from. Won't be here until Tuesday, at which point I can take the car in on Tuesday and have it back by Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of stress this week, uh, a little bit of freaking out, a little bit of tired just from all of the San Diego stuff that goes on over the weekend, which is always kind of a big issue in the house because it's like, I want to do things on the weekend with my family, but uh, as always happens, San Diego Comic-Con comes at just the time in the summer where you want to get out and go do a lot of things. So there was stress from that. There was stress from a lot of stories. Hopefully, I'm hoping that the coverage that we provided on the Majorspoilers.com website was enough for you and that we provided enough coverage for you. And hopefully we got the stuff that you were most, most interested in. So that has been my week, Jess. Uh, hopefully you understand where I'm coming from with my, with my freakouts, <laughs> with my, with my week. Um, let's see. What does that say? Kaleth? Is that it? I, I don't, can't, my eyes are not as great. I have that problem. Listening to Critical Hit has been one of the ways of dealing with that for a couple of years now. Let's me focus on something and slow my brain down. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I, hopefully you're not saying that Critical Hit puts me to sleep. I hope that's not what you're saying, but I do understand that, that sometimes it is nice to, and I do this sometimes with audiobooks, where I will just put an audiobook on and I'll just close my eyes and rest, or what usually happens is in the evening after dinner, while the kids are taking their baths, I will usually turn on a very soothing YouTube channel and just lay down on the couch and sleep for like 30 minutes, and that gives me enough energy to do the, the second half of my day which usually runs from about 7.30 until about midnight or so. Um, so yes, I do totally understand that. Uh, let's see. I, I don't think it's insomnia. Um, more of an excuse to ride your bike. I, you know, I like riding my bike. I really do. Um, but, you know, I enjoy walking a lot more. So the last time I rode my bike, which was a week ago, I did just at 20 miles, which is fine. I, I, that's my average right now for when I ride my bike is 20 miles. Right now, my average for walking, and I walk almost every day of the week. I take two days off. Uh, right now, I'm up to seven miles a day when I walk. And um, starting on is the first, no, the first doesn't happen until Monday. Starting on the first, that will bump up to eight miles. So I don't know if I'm going to do eight miles all in one go or if I'm going to break it up into a morning walk and an evening walk. I don't know how I'm going to work that out yet, just because soccer practice kicks up for the, for the new season for my son, and that's an evening practice, so I don't think I'm going to have time. So it'll probably be eight miles a day uh, in the morning that I will walk. 
So there you go. ASMR YouTube nap time. I don't know what ASMR is, but okay. Um, yeah, oh yeah, uh, I started walking. This is another comment says, congratulations on starting walking again. Uh, I started walking, I don't know if that's directed to me or somebody else, but um, I started walking in March, March of this year, uh, just daily. And I started out at mile a day. And now I am up to seven miles a day since then. And it's about eh, every three or four weeks, I'll add a mile on or a half mile on every two weeks. Uh, So now I'm up to um, seven miles a day. And the goal is to try to hit 33,000 steps a day by the end of August, which if I do it right, if I hit nine miles a day, uh, by the end of August, then I will be up to 30,000 steps a day. So I should be okay with that. That's my goal. If I don't hit it, I'm okay because my average right now is about 18 or 19,000 steps a day. So I'm doing okay with that. And uh, like I said, it's best to get it done in the morning when it's when it's cooler and not as humid. So there you go. Uh, so that's that's my week. And the month has kind of, kind of, kind of gone like that. So... Let's hear from you, 785-727-1939 if you're in the car. I know you can just pick up your phone and dial, or probably you want to pay attention. Maybe you have a hands-free device. Just give me a call. Or if you are on Skype, or even if you've got a mobile version of Skype, uh, Stephen underscore Schleicher, of course, that's a little bit uh, harder to type in if you're trying to drive and call at the same time. But I would love to hear from you today. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the uh, things from the San Diego Comic-Con. Here are some things that I thought were... Uh, interesting. They may not be in-depth news stories like uh, like we covered this week on the Major Spoilers podcast, but did you guys get a look at the new uh, movie title logos from Marvel Studios? Uh, first of all, Marvel Studios has a, has a new logo. It's uh, Marvel Studios all still looks the same. The Marvel is in red, just like you expect, but Studios is black and white, and they're putting that now on top of all of their... Um, images, uh, title, title cards for their upcoming movies. But the one that really kind of blew me away as just being odd is Thor Ragnarok. Now, everything else looked cool. Doctor Strange looked cool. Black Panther looked cool. But you hit Thor Ragnarok, and man, this looks like Terminator meets VHS meets uh, Super NES. Look at that. Look at that logo. That's weird. And I'm wondering if that weird look is telling us something about the movie. Now, I don't think that it's going to be a video game movie or it's going to be something that takes place in the 80s because obviously we know that the Hulk uh, didn't happen until, or maybe not, maybe the Hulk did happen in the 80s in the Marvel Studios, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. But we know that, that the Hulk is in Thor Ragnarok. We've seen his battle armor, his gladiator armor. But what's going on with this title screen? I want to know. It just seems weird. Makes me it makes me kind of laugh. That's that's one thing that that I thought was uh, kind of interesting this week. Now we did get we did know already that um, that Flash uh, season three was going to be all about Flashpoint, and we did get to see a really cool trailer for that from the San Diego Comic Con. It's online now. It's up at Majorspoilers.com. and I kind of thought that Barry Allen might be the big bad of the year, big bad of the season, and it looks like we are that way at least at the beginning as he tries to figure out what he's done with changing the timeline and is that the best thing we also know that dr alchemy will be 
part of the uh, the season. We did see another speedster show up uh, in in, in uh, some still photographs. It's this dude that kind of looks like he's wearing an Owlman mask, uh, but it's black and his uh, lightning bolt down the middle is is red. It looks really interesting. I wish I had a picture of that. I don't. Bad me. But I'm wondering if this is the, truly a flash from another reverse uh, universe. Not not Earth 3, where Jay Garrick is from. Not Earth 2, where um, uh, the other Jay Garrick was from. But maybe an Earth 3 Johnny Quick uh, character. So I thought that was kind of cool, and I can't wait for the next season of The Flash to start in October. And certainly Matthew and I will be there to do the Flashback podcast, which everyone who is a VIP or a subscriber um, will have access to. So I cannot wait for that. And then, of course, we'll have the Flashback articles that will appear. But October's a long way away. I can't wait that long. Uh, why? Uh, let's see. Why Nona Earp gets a second season. That will be cool. We learned about the Star Trek Discovery the new series from uh, CBS, which I also think is really cool. I'm sure Daryl, I don't know, Daryl, I have not heard uh, this week uh, during the TMS because I've been busy with so many other things. I did not listen to TMS this week to see if you weighed in on the Star Trek Discovery and what your thoughts were. I know a lot of people would have preferred if the new ship or the new tales would be Enterprise-related tales. But I'm okay with Star Trek Discovery and this new ship. Now, we know it takes place... Well, they're going to tell this story like a novel, where each episode is a chapter in a book. And so this season, when it comes out, will be something that you'll want to follow week after week. And, and, And to be honest, that's probably the best way for them to do this, because... Uh because it's going on to the CBS paid network, it makes sense that you would want to be invested in every single episode week after week after week so that you stay with the CBS streaming service as opposed to just telling stories you could pick up willy-nilly and it's just, oh, this one's good, this one's not so good. They're doing it the way that a Netflix series would do. Now, there's a rumor floating around about Star Trek Discovery that you may or may not be aware of. The, uh, The numbering on the uh, starship is a USS discovery and it's whatever the, the class is. And then it's uh 1031 is the, is the number on the ship. And there are some people that are out there thinking that, Oh my gosh, this means something that numbering 1031 means something. And we'll talk about what that means as soon as we go to Jarmo on the Skype. Hi Jarmo. What's going on with you this week? Hi. I found a new place, which I was looking hey, for. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, it's it's really nice. I get extra room and pretty big balcony, so I can have my own nerd room of doom now. Excellent. So this is in a better part of, uh, better part of the city and everything? I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, you found a place. Yes, it's actually a little bit farther from the city, but that's that's actually kind of good thing because it, it's a really nice area mm-hmm. i'm i'm originally from from there i lived there as a little kid like about 20 years or so wow so cool. so it's it's really familiar neighborhood to me yeah that's interesting that's that's cool i'm glad you got moved in and so you are moved in though right or is this something where not, you get not to move quite in at the yet. first of the month or yes i'm 
I'm paying the advance payment next week, and I'm moving in at the end of the month. Ah, cool. All right. So you're all set and everything's boxed up? Kind of. Kind of? I, I, I would say, yeah, small things here and there, but mm-hmm. not, nothing major. Well, at least you have time. I mean, that's the nice, that's the nice thing. When I, when I had to move from California to here, I literally had less than two weeks to pack everything up and get shipped. And really, it was probably about a week and a half by the time that I had found an apartment. Uh, and then it was like, okay, I've got to scramble to try to find a moving van. I've got to start packing up this giant apartment that I was in. And then fortunately, my dad flew out to help uh, drive the truck and my car. And we were just able to load things up. But man, it was a it was a rush trying to get things done and to try to do a job at the same time. Uh, so um, I'm glad you have some time to to do it. Yes, and I'm also on summer vacation. Oh well, that's nice too. Uh, that's so so. I'm really not in a hurry, and I I like it. Excellent. So, what else is on your mind today? I was checking out the those San Diego Comic Con trailers and stuff mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. week, and generally, pretty much everything I saw looks at least pretty good or, or really good. What are you looking forward to the most? It's hard to say, but I kind of thought that the Wonder Woman trailer was easily the best one of yeah. the of the DC movies, at least, which I saw. Yeah, that's that's probably the one that I that I like the most. We watched it about a dozen times here at the house. Everybody's excited. I mean, I think we're gonna go as a family to to watch that to watch it when it comes out. I think it's just gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I also realized that I'm super befa- behind on pretty much every TV show that's superhero or comic book related. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's mainly because in here. Almost every single one of them is in on different service. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to get those, or or maybe not hard, but that's really getting expensive if I pay yeah. kind of like 10 to 15 euros for a dozen different movie channels mm-hmm. or, or stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, the nice thing is, at least with this uh, upcoming Star Trek Discovery series, uh, Netflix worked a deal so that everyone outside of the U.S. and Canada won't have to pay for the for the CBS streaming service. If you already have Netflix, you're going to get that Star Trek series um, right there with it as part of your regular subscription. If you already have a Netflix subscription, yes, that, at least that sounds pretty good. Yeah, because Netflix Marvel shows have been been also really good and yeah, they really have. Now, now, now they now they are on same service, so so that's really nice. If you like horror. There is a show that I have I can't, I just can't stop thinking about and talking about and that is it's on it's on Netflix it's called Stranger Things. And this is a it's it's like taking the best of your horror sci-fi movies from the 80s. So take Steven Spielberg, uh, Poltergeist, uh ET, uh all your Stephen King movies, um uh you know, The Shining, just mash them up all together. And turn it into an eight-episode series on Netflix. And that's, that's what Stranger Things is. And it's really, really good. That sounds really interesting. I have to check it out. Yeah, I would. I mean, if you're, if you're into that, that 80s sci-fi stuff. Now, it's not gory. That's one of the things uh, when Brad Will was here a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about, you know, the problems with horror movies or my problems with horror movies, specifically how I don't like splatter 
uh, gore fest type movies. This is not that. There are some really horrifying moments in here uh, that have some people dying and whatnot, but it's not like you see guts just flying up into the air or anything like that. Yeah, it's but it's it, more like like the poltergeist. Yeah, stuff. oh yeah, yeah. If you like yeah. poltergeist, there's definitely moments in this, and it's got some great actors. Uh, Winona, not Winona Ryder. Yeah, Winona Ryder is in this. Um, and it, she just does a fantastic job. It's it's just really good. The kid actors that are in this are fantastic. Uh, I like I said, I I, I can't stop talking about it. And I'm waiting. I know Rodrigo. I don't know if he's all the way through the series, but um, I know he's watched a couple parts of it. And I've been trying to convince Matthew to watch it so that we can have a bigger discussion about it because it's 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 really fantastic. And and if the more I talk about it, the more that I potentially spoil things for people. And it's definitely a show you don't want spoiled because it's one that you want to watch one right after the other to see what's going to happen next. So if you've got eight hours in between all of your packing, sit down yeah, and watch this that, show. That, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I have so much time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. It sounds okay. really interesting. Yeah, and the and, music is fantastic too. Yeah, and speaking of horror, I, I was just binge-watching the latest season of The Walking Dead right, oh, right, right. this mm-hmm. weekend. And, and yeah, I'm I'm not really a big kind of gore person myself also, and I'm actually much more interested about the drama and the, and the suspension and things like that in The mm-hmm. Walking Dead too than the actual jumpy stuff. Right, right, right. And there's definitely some jumpy stuff in here, but uh, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's supernatural and it's science and it's it's really good. It's just really good. And and here's the thing. Here's the one thing that I'll say because when I watched the first episode, I didn't know anything about the series, right? Uh, I just knew that it was this hot trending thing that everyone was talking about. It was showing up in my Netflix uh, queue of, of things that I might be interested in. And I watched the first episode and I was really, really mad at the end of the first episode because I was, and I think I even tweeted this out. I tweeted something like, hey, you know, if this series can pull out of its E.T. nosedive, then maybe I will continue watching it. Um, Because I was so upset that it was literally just ripping off E.T. in a lot of shot-for-shot sequence uh, stuff, a lot of themes that were going on in the first episode. And then I watched the second episode, and I was like, oh, this is like Poltergeist meets Firestarter kind of stuff. And I suddenly realized about the end of the second episode exactly what the Duffer Brothers, who are the writers and directors of the series, were doing they're paying homage to everything that they love about eighties cinema. And so they're recreating a lot of this stuff in this, in this story. And then once you get past that part, the story is really good. The characters are really good. And the, and the tale is really good. So if you watch the first episode and you're upset because it just feels like it's a ripoff, it's done intentionally. Yes. I, I don't think it's a problem to me, especially when it's done like that, but they are mindful for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Anything else that you noticed at San Diego Comic Con that you that you got a kick out of? There, there was lots of stuff, but I I kind of need to catch up with it because I had some things to do with the the moving and and checking out my new apartment and done things like that. So I'm think I'm caught up this week and for the rest of the stuff which were going on. All right. Well, Jarmo, thank you so much for giving us a call this week, man. Uh, thanks, Stephen. I think that's what all all for me. For now. All right. Take care. Have a great week. Good luck with yeah. your move. It's always good to hear from our friends overseas. And yes, as someone pointed out in the comment section, yeah, it's totally unfair that um, the rest of the world is getting Star Trek Discovery as part of their 
uh, Netflix series uh, or service. And here in the U.S. and Canada, we have to pay extra for it. So now back to the Star Trek Discovery. And if you don't want to be spoiled, this could be a potential spoiler since we don't know anything about the synopsis of the TV show. One of the things that, that I have seen pop up in more than, than one rumor mill is that the 1031 has a very specific designation. The 10 because it's launching in October and they just thought, oh, you know, haha, there you go. At least I think it's launching in October. But the 31 is a reference to Division 31. I think it's Division 31 on the Star Trek universe. And these are the time traveler guys that are going back and manipulating time and messing with things. And so if you listen to some other um, comments that creators have made, how they how this will take place in different periods of the Star Trek universe, and that's where people are like, oh, this is going to be an anthology show because we'll be jumping back into the original series and Next Generation and Voyager time periods. I'm thinking this is going to be a time travel show. And the Division 31, the Discovery 31, D31, is the focus on this. Now, maybe I'm wrong, which would be okay. And, uh, and maybe the rumors are wrong, but if that's the case, that kind of puts a whole new spin on what this Star Trek series could be about. So, uh, yeah, if you've got some thoughts on that, feel free to give me a call. 785-727-1939 would love to hear uh, from you about it. Turns out that, uh, Ben Affleck, this is another one that kind of, I think the, uh, footage from the justice league and the wonder woman trailers kind of overshadowed some of the things that were going on with some of the other movies, they brought out all of their directors for their upcoming Warner brothers, superhero movies. And Ben Affleck walked out on stage and that's where they confirmed that Ben Affleck will not only star in the new standalone Batman movie, but he will also be directing the movie. And I could have sworn they didn't say anything about it, but I could have sworn that he's also a co-writer on the Batman movie. And he may also be a producer too. So he's going to have his hands all over that uh, in the coming months as, as everything moves forward. I wasn't particularly thrilled with um, Kong Skull Island. I'm pretty much done with King Kong. It was great in the 1930s. It was a little awkward in the 70s, uh, although King Kong versus Godzilla is still one of the best monster movies that you will ever see. But I'm kind of not so keen on seeing another take on King Kong, especially when we just had um, uh, the, the last what was just simply Kong. Wasn't that the Peter Jackson movie? Uh, we just had that not too long ago and we're getting yet another King Kong movie. So there you go. Um, Eric says, as far as the uh, D 31 rumor makes sense, time travel is such a big part of Trek. And if we are to believe everything and put two and two together, when we look at the fourth upcoming new universe, Star Trek stuff, where we have, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth returning as Chris Pine, Captain Kirk's dad, it would imply that there is more time travel going on in the next Star Trek movie. So, yeah, time travel is always good. I like time travel. I like good time travel stories. I like bad time travel stories, especially when they totally get timelines and historical accuracies uh, totally messed up. But um, but I think that that I, I just dig time travel. So whether D31 is or Discovery is a, um, a time travel thing or not, I'll probably be watching it and figure out a way to pay for that service. Uh, you know, there was not a lot. We didn't cover a lot on the site about the um, individual comic publisher panels because a lot of that stuff came out in press releases leading up to the show or now from Marvel, we're getting a lot of the stuff post-show uh, stuff. So I knew that that stuff was coming in, so I wasn't too pressed with covering 
a lot of stuff on that um, those four days, five days from the publisher. But there were a couple of stories that I that I did get a kick out of, especially when it came to the um, to the toy side, and that was seeing the uh, DC's um, Mattel's six inch action figure line. The the and Jason Inman hosted that panel, which was also pretty cool. But the the figures that we're getting coming up next are simply fantastic. And I can't wait to to get my hands on the Superman Lois Lane 6-inch 2-pack that's coming out because that is going to, wow, that'll just be a nice addition to that 6-inch line. Um, so I was happy to see those kind of stories pop up. Quick update on Hastings. We've talked about Hastings and we followed that saga here on Finally Friday for the last uh, couple of months. Um, so here's what went down if you didn't see the story over at Majorspoilers.com or follow it up in your own local news story. So Hastings, for those of you that don't know and don't have one in your area, they're kind of like your books, music, and beyond type store. Um, there's a place where you can go in and buy books. You can buy toys, video games, uh, rentals, uh, comic books. In the last couple of years, they've had a big push on comic books and toys and games and all of that stuff. Uh, but they had declared bankruptcy about a month or so. Yeah, just over a month ago, about a month and two weeks ago. And they were looking for a buyer. And unfortunately, they couldn't find a buyer. They were giving a week extension. So right at the beginning of the San Diego Comic-Con is when a buyer, actually two buyers, were found. And so Hastings was purchased by a company that specifically purchased Hastings to liquidate all of its assets uh, and make money off of a closeout sale. That's a that's this the way this company uh, operates or these companies operate. So the sales have begun at Hastings. Our Hastings will close sometime in October, and sales have already started to go on. Right now, it depends on your Hastings, I suppose, but um, most of the stuff in the store is twenty to thirty percent off. And I know a lot of people that I knew were like really excited about. Oh, we need to go to Hastings right away and buy stuff because you know it's going to be gone. And my reaction is, you know what, wait another week or two, wait until the stuff drops to a 40% rate. And that's the time where you're going to snatch things up. So I'm super interested in going and grabbing some one sixth scale figures that they have. Now, these things are about 250 bucks a piece. So if I can get them for like 40%, 50% discount, that will be great. And I'm hoping that I could get them for a 50 or 60% discount uh, because I just have a feeling that a lot of people in this area were, are not interested in those things. And so I, I'm really looking forward to see if that drops. But there's one thing that has not gone on sale yet, and I'm hoping that it goes on sale real soon. And that is the one, or not the one six scale, it's the six inch Batman Beyond Batmobile. So the, um, is it Mattel, Hasbro, who, uh, Mattel, I believe, that does the six inch line with DC. And these are the Batman animated series, not in the three and, and three quarter inch size, but the six inch size. They created a Batmobile in the six inch scale to where you can put two figures in there. So you can put Batman and Robin in there. And it does everything that the little three and three quarter inch figure did from way back in the uh, in the in the 90s. And it looks fantastic. It's about one hundred and twenty bucks. And I'm waiting for that to drop in price so I can grab it. I would have grabbed it sooner, but it's like oh, I really can't justify spending that much money on something. Now, the weird thing is, I know that they have announced, I don't know when it's shipping or if it had made enough minimum orders, but they also have a Batwing in that six-inch scale line. It's huge. It's something I know Jason Inman and I had talked uh, previously, not on any of our shows or anything, just he and I chatting back and forth. 
but I know that there was supposed to be a six inch uh, bat wing scaled model that he and I both wanted because we both want to hang it in our in our offices and in our nerd room of dooms uh, for that. But I haven't I haven't seen that one come out. And that's kind of one of the problems with a lot of these uh, toys and exclusives from the San Diego Comic-Con is that and not just Comic-Con in general, but just the sales that are going on and the and the um, uh, products that are announced. If there aren't a minimum number of items ordered, they just cancel the line. So like six months ago, they had a full-size prop replica of Captain Cold's gun from Flash, uh, the TV series, that lights up, had LEDs. I mean, it was based on, it's, it's modeled on, I think they just took the, the actual prints and, and made the, the, the TV model into real life uh, for, for prop. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to order this thing. It looks great. It's also very expensive, but I'm going to order it because I want one of these to put in the background of the show. And plus, it just looks badass. And I waited and waited and waited. I even, my lo- the, the comic book guy that I deal with, which is probably another reason why Hastings is going out of business, because I don't buy my comic books from Hastings. I paid in advance for it and everything, and then it's not going on. It's not, nothing's happening. And apparently, they did not have enough pre-orders to justify going for the full run of that Captain Cold gun. And I have a feeling that's probably what happened with the, uh, the six-inch Batwing plane. So that's kind of sad. A lot of toys and things at San Diego Comic-Con. A lot of exclusives. A lot of people are uh, upset because they couldn't get exclusives. I did not go to San Diego Comic-Con, as many of you know. But I was still able to nab an exclusive. Here we go. I was able to land the, um, the Q-Fig Max Aquaman figure. This is from um, Quantum Mechanics. I actually, I haven't taken it out of the box yet, so I'm going to unbox it for you guys. This is something that we had reported on the site uh, before. And it's this really cool cartoony version of Aquaman standing on Cthulhu's head as it rises out of the sea. And uh, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a Comic-Con exclusive. There's no way that I'll be able to get my hands on it. Maybe they will have it for sale after the convention. But sure enough, the day that it went on sale, they had it up on their website. And several companies did this. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Cartoony. Cartoony uh, Aquaman, he's got a lobster on his shoulder and his trident in his other hand, standing on top of Cthulhu's head as it rises out of the ocean. The head kind of turns. That's kind of cool. And I, I dig that a lot. I saw that it was Cthulhu. I was like, oh man, I gotta have this. But uh, this actually arrived Monday. Like, literally, convention ends on Sunday. FedEx pulls up to my door on, and I didn't order fast delivery or anything. FedEx just pulls up to my door on Monday, and I got a convention exclusive from the uh, from the show. So I'm hoping that other companies do that. One of the uh, cool things that um, that I know some toy companies were doing at the show were just showing off the new products that are coming up. And certainly Sideshow Collectibles and Hot Toys were there showing off some very cool products. And one of the cool products that they showed off was um, two additional figures in the Back to the Future line. And this is from Back to the Future 2, Dr. Emmett Brown, the sixth scale Hot Toys figure. I mean, it looks fantastic. I mean, it is amazing how realistic these faces look in, uh, in this figure form. I cannot wait. I, I don't think I'm going to get any of these. Just because, number one, a lot of these things that Hot Toys put out are frighteningly realistic. And they kind of scare me. If, if, you're, if you're YouTube, if you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you know I did a want list episode 
that featured the unboxing of the six scale Black Widow figure from the um, uh, uh, from the Avengers line. And the comment that I had made at the time was, it's freaking me out because the eyes look too realistic. And I think that's kind of creepy. But these are really cool. These are really cool figures. And certainly they showed off a lot of things at, uh, at Hot Toys uh, from that. Uh, what else did they have? They had the new Harley Quinn that was there at the show based on the upcoming Suicide Squad movie. Again, great sculpt. Super attention to detail. That's one of the nice things that Hot Toys is great at is the, the attention to detail. But man, when the eyes start looking at you funny, kind of creeps me out. I got to tell you, it's kind of creepy. So I don't know if that is something that I would want to want to have. Now, I do have a couple of uh, six scale figures. Uh, we've unboxed them, like I said, on the show. One sits here on my desk is a Steve Job, Steve Jobs figure, an older Steve Jobs figure that was um, an unauthorized figure that a, a Chinese company or Japanese company had made and sold online. And it wasn't Hot Toys or anything like that, um, but Apple had sued the company to stop them from making it, and I had ordered mine, and they had shipped it before they received the cease and desist. So there are very few of these that, that are out there in the wild. And it's a really cool figure. He's got little spectacles and things on there, but sometimes when he looks at me, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> but it also sits there as a reminder of, you know, can I push myself harder? Can I try harder to um, to do better? Uh like Steve Jobs would, you know, what, what can I do next to, to go to the next level? So, um, I don't know if there was anything else specifically that jumped out from the San Diego Comic-Con. Certainly we got our first look at Iron Fist. We got to see some uh, bits from Man in the High Castle, which I'm very excited about. A lot of TV and movie stuff. Of course, Luke Cage looks fantastic. The Defenders will be taking on the hand when that series comes out, which will probably be, I think the, we're getting Luke Cage, um, this year. Right, that comes out in September, and then in 2017 we're getting Iron Fist and the Defenders. The next seasons of um, Jessica Jones and Daredevil season three, and possibly the Punisher show, won't come out until 2018. Which, ah, right. I mean, this is these are shows that I'm super excited about, but I don't want to wait two years for another Daredevil episode. I want my Daredevil seasons to come out yearly, right? I'm already upset that I that a lot of these shows uh, have super short seasons, like 13 episodes, and now to wait two years, 2018, to get a new Daredevil? I don't like that at all. Especially when I know that they're working back to back to back, and according to reports, even though uh, Netflix doesn't release subscriber count, other people have found access or found ways to track the subscriber count on Netflix. The Marvel Netflix shows have accounted for large increases in Netflix subscription rates. And I know that their uh, original series, like Man in the High Castle, are doing incredibly well. Or no, uh, Man in the High Castle is uh, as an Amazon series, but like the Marvel series, like the, the the Stranger Things series, have been doing incredibly well. And I just wish that they could just keep pumping them out, pumping them out, pumping them out, so that we could at least get four or five Marvel Studios Netflix series a year, like every other month. Every other month, just launch a new a, a, another series. So like. In 2017, we should be able to get a Jessica Jones, a uh, Daredevil, your Iron Fist, your Defenders, and um, something else all in a, in a single, or your Punisher, all in a single year. So every other month you have a reason to binge and talk about the shows. Is, is, is that too much? Is that too often to launch something every other month? Would it crowd out other Netflix original shows? 
would it be too much and people wouldn't have time to catch up on all of the shows? Because I know some people just sit down and binge everything all at once and they go through and they'll, you know, within two days they've seen the entire season of a Daredevil or Jessica Jones or whatever. But some people like to take their time and over the course of a month, watching it one episode or night or one every other night or something like that, by the time that series would end, it would be ready for you to start the next one right away. I don't know. I, 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 would, I would certainly enjoy something like that, but I'm not sure that Netflix is, is ready to do that. Um, what else came out? Oh, uh, they're getting another season of Voltron Legendary Defender. I know Nate, uh, the great Nate O, was... Um, what is this? I don't know what that is. Something popped up telling me it's time to do an update. I know the great NATO has been watching the Voltron series on Netflix. That's getting a second season. That was announced. And Nate, if you are out there, and I think I saw you pop into the uh, YouTube chat room. If you are out there and you know something about this um, uh, Gravity Falls cryptic thing that was going on, please call in and, and tell me what was going on with that because... I am super interested to find out what was going on with that uh, with that Alex Hirsch contest. Who's this? Hello. Steven, it's NATO. How's hey, it Nate. Going? See, I see. I just say, NATO, if you're out there, call. And NATO calls. Oh, Nate, I didn't even hear that on the delay yet. Yeah, because so. it's about a two-minute delay. That's scary. Yeah. So yeah. what was going on with this whole Gravity Falls thing? Because I know you're retweeting it, and I'm following what other people are doing. Oh, I have no idea okay. what's going on with this with this contest thing. So Alex Hirsch, or the he put a Bill Cipher like statue somewhere, mm-hmm. and basically he's left clues at different areas, either throughout California, or throughout the world, or whatever, so that someone can go find it. Okay, and so. so have, has anybody done this yet? I, I, the last oh, well, thing that I saw was a bunch of kids. Okay, because the last thing I saw were a bunch of kids was um, were putting together a puzzle that they had found. And so, like, so he puts these clues, and so you go and you find a clue, and then some kid found, uh, I can say kid, a young man found a USB drive that supposedly had something on it. And then I don't know if that was coordinates for another group of people somewhere else to go out and find this puzzle that they put together, a Bill Cipher puzzle supposedly had coordinates to the next thing. Yep. But it's but and it's been going on for a couple of weeks or for about a, a week yeah. and a half. I just I, there's no way I mean I can't I, I'm so horrible at trying to figure that stuff out. So and because it, it's stuff right in front of you and it's just like, oh oh my gosh, if you just did this, boom, there you see it. Or you yeah, yeah. do it a separate way. But there there's someone found I think the last thing I kind of saw that was like one of the final clues was a kind of like a drawing of, oh, like of a map? where, well, kind of not like a map, but it was just kind of a drawing of the original picture he took oh, of okay. where Bill Pfeiffer's sitting, and it has like all kinds of weird stuff and numbers and co- either coordinates or numbers or different things to to kind of, um, I guess, figure out what that, I think supposedly that's the final clue that someone posted, I think, this weekend. It was hmm. just like posted up on a board somewhere. But this wasn't part of anything having to do with San Diego Comic-Con or anything. It's just something that he launched and did. Exactly. This is just something because of all the Gravity Falls people that love the stuff. He just like, here you go. Go find it. And so there's a statue somewhere that someone is going to go find. Yep. Wow. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's gold or 
or whatever, but it's it's basically gold-ish, mm-hmm. and he just he basically took a picture of something and sent something out and said, "All right, go find it." Wow, that's crazy. That's that's real. I mean, first of all, that's super cool, right? Yeah, it's like it's like taking Pokemon Go and um, uh, geocaching to a totally different level by making it a uh, by making it a treasure hunt. So I really I really dig on that. Yeah, and he I, actually right after Gravity Falls, I remember I was following him on Twitter. He actually spent like a I want to say two maybe three weeks in Japan doing a whole bunch of stuff too. So mm. Not not that, but just like going and and. and doing a whole bunch of touring and stuff like that too. So he's, he's really into that type of go, um, that type of hunting type stuff, but the, the whole codes and everything in the, in the show too, where, um, mm-hmm. the first season, you know, it was easy, just decoded stuff. But in the second season, the little thing at the end where it decoded it, there was actually a, a cipher inside the episode. You had to find in order to decode that, that end oh. code on the screen at the screen. Wow. So he made it a little harder. And he said that, um, there was ones where they were, uh, Mabel was running down and, and by downtown or something. And she was going by the stores and the, mm-hmm. the letters for the, the cipher were just flying by. And they said within 30 minutes of the episode done, someone already posted it. Wow. So he's, there's some of these people are just so really good about that. What, I mean, you know, it's, actually, it's really cool when you think about when, the hive mind works together on something, how quickly problems are solved. And it would be super cool if there was a way to tackle problems. And I think there have been some people that have done this where there's like a physics problem or something that someone's trying to figure out and they'll just send it out there and let the hive mind chew on it. And it gets done faster than a single person would have been able to calculate it or figure it out. It's kind of the same way back in the, um, in the early nineties, I think they still do this today where when your computer isn't in use, you can yep. use the processing time to like decode signals from SETI to see, to yeah, search SETI. for extraterrestrials. Yeah, there. yeah. And yeah. so I think that's kind of cool to, to do that. Uh, and, and just use that hive concept of let's get things done as a group and, and actually do something for good instead of evil for once. Yeah. But also speaking of that, I actually got my number three journal in the mail this ah, weekend cool. too. Very cool. So I'm, I, I've, I've kind of thumbed through it and stuff, and my son's like, "Oh, I wonder if, if it has that actual page that Grumple Stan, you know, went to." And it does. It has the, you know, the, the upside down, the one part of the upside down triangle, and oh, very cool. Everything is there. It's and everyone. It's basically the book, and what's mm-hmm. really neat too. Is like when you go pat, you get past, and there's a whole bunch of, um, I don't know, I want to say about two thirds of the book, or maybe halfway through the book, it, there's a whole bunch of blank pages, and then boom, that's where Dipper starts filling stuff out. Oh, neat! So this isn't just so like a, a this isn't just like a journal of like you know I've got these journals that have like a a Batman journal, and then the first couple pages have things about Batman and information about Batman, and then the rest is supposed to be you writing in the pages. This is an actual journal journal. This is the this is actual an actual copy of what Dipper found. Very cool. I may so, have to get these it, now because I thought it was just a writing journal. No, and, and, suppo- and supposedly there's people that there are hidden clues in that too to something else. Holy cow! This this yeah, trash guy. So, he's he's insanely smart, and I don't know what he's um 
I don't know what he's um, doing next, but I know he's writing something else, and I can't wait for, to see that come out. Yeah, because he wasn't at Comic-Con. I was expecting him to show up to Comic-Con announcing his next project, but nope, didn't do anything with that. So, so what did you think about Comic-Con? Was there anything that popped out for you this year, Nate? Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, it's mostly movies and stuff like that, but the... Um, the, uh, I would say the uh, the TV show stuff looked pretty good. Uh, Arrow, I, I think, looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that will be, be cool. Too, of that. Especially when they they said that the Flashpoint event is going to impact everything uh, in the DC television shows. So, like, Flashpoint and Flash is going to have an impact on Green Arrow, going to have an impact in DC Legends Tomorrow, may have an impact in Supergirl. So I think that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, it's going to be cool. But um, other than that, I mean, it was cool. I mean, the the trailers and stuff. But um, but I, you did a great job with it, too, because I didn't get to watch most of it during the day. So oh, right. at night, I would able to you know, just go right on the website and just mm-hmm. keep scrolling down and seeing all the stuff. So I, I thought you guys did a great job with it. It, so. it will be really interesting because I think a lot of sites, uh, CBR, Newsarama, you know, a lot of things are going to change next year i think because con tv launched uh this year i don't think they had a lot of subscribers i'm not sure that they covered every show or every panel live uh and i don't know if they were able to do hall h live but as far as a streaming service goes and this is one of the downsides of comic-con is i i was reading a, a post over on the tadpool today um the frog pants uh facebook page and uh, there was a great article someone posted about the decision for this woman and her husband to no longer go to the San Diego Comic-Con because it's extremely long lines. It's impossible to get anything. People are rude. But now that this con TV has launched, you're getting this. It's streaming out live. So you're able to watch a panel live oh, as wow. it's happening. Right. Uh, it's like five bucks a month, something like that. And um, I don't know how this year's went. I didn't really follow up. They, they had sent out another follow up email to me the other day that I haven't opened yet. Um, but I have a feeling that if it does well and if they're able to cover all of the panels and just have, you know, multiple channels, you know, channel one right now has this panel of, you know, this panel or the 10 o'clock panels will air on this channel and so on. I have a feeling more people like me who just can cover the show from home. I think we're going to see a change in how people cover the show because instead of just trying to report, here's the news that has been given out. Here's the information that's been given out. I think you're going to see a lot of people then suddenly have to focus on here's what this means, an analysis of what was talked about at this panel, not just a summary of it, because you can go subscribe right. to Con TV and for less than the cost of a ticket for San Diego Comic-Con, you could watch every single panel at Comic-Con. So yeah, I think that's, that's going to cool. change next year. And so, you know, um, it will be interesting to see how our site and other sites deal with that as streaming these events become more popular um, over time. So you, you may be able to just watch a panel when you get home from work, Nate. Yeah, that I, I could, I don't mind that. There's enough stuff out there. So, yep. What do you I have think, planned? Yeah, and I, Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to no, just, just easy weekend this weekend, just uh, you know, normal Friday night training and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I actually started watching the uh, stranger things because oh, I yeah. just, it kept popping up, but I didn't know what it was. And I mm-hmm. watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. So I'm like halfway through the second episode and I'm already throwing some theories out and I'm like, okay, this makes sense, but that doesn't make sense. But that 
would make sense if this makes sense. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's, it's a nice little story and it wrapped the, the final episode wraps everything up nicely as you would expect it to. Um, there are some people that will die and some people that will live and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just a really fun show. And I know that they've already approved a second season of it. And I don't know what they would do for a second season. If they follow on this storyline, if it becomes a sequel to this storyline, or if it will be, you know, a total shift, like what you see in, um, American horror story where you shift topics and you shift uh, characters, uh, each season. So that will be what will right. be most interesting about this. But keep following it. The, I think the biggest disappointment is, which one is it called? It's called The Pool or something like that. Um, the Swimming Pool. I think it's episode seven. And it's like, oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm almost done. And then you realize like the episode's only 30 minutes long as opposed to an hour long or something like that. And that's one of the weird things about Netflix shows is they're like, hey, make your episode as long as you need to make it. If it needs to be 72 right. minutes, make it 72 minutes. If this episode then needs to be followed by a 35-minute episode, then make the next episode 35 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. that's And actually, that's funny, too, that you bring that up because that's kind of like how all the other shows on Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff are, are like. It's, they're no 42 minutes solid. It's, yeah. it's either 38 minutes, it's either 48 or you know 46 minutes or and stuff like that. And I guess they're just doing enough to what the story they want to tell mm-hmm. and then boom, they throw it out, which I think is actually better, too, because then you're not trying to extend scenes. You're not trying to get more time on there. You're, right. you're throwing out there what you want and what you need to put out there versus trying to stretch something on for another 10 minutes. So you hit that 42 minutes or yeah. whatever for like commercial television. Yeah. So you can make sure all the, you get all your avid advertising I, revenue in as much as possible. Yeah. And I think over the last uh, year or so, I've kind of come around to this idea of short seasons do work if they're solidly told short seasons. And now that I've seen stranger things and see how they worked it, I'm okay with some episodes being longer or shorter because we are no longer in a broadcast having to worry about commercial time um, world. And so I think that does work. And I'm going to give one spoiler away for Stranger Things. The Stranger Things opening credits don't follow your traditional television broadcast where you know what happens in the first two minutes of of the show where the opening credits happen. The Stranger Things credits tend to be pushed further and further back into the episode as the series goes on. It's really weird. And you'll get to a point where you're like, you're watching an episode and suddenly the opening credits appear and it's like, holy crap, we're like 20 minutes into the show and they're finally putting the opening credits in. So that's that's one little spoiler, something you can look forward to or something that you may want to pay attention oh, to. Cool. But, uh, as you watch, Nate, see how many references to 80s movies you can point out. Like the Matthew Modine character plays an excellent jangly keys man from E.T. That's that's his role, and that's who he is. Yeah. There are specific shots set up to say, hey, this is jangly keys man from E.T. Yeah. So enjoy that. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. Are, are you letting your yeah. kids watch it? Um, I, Honestly, I just, I just started watching it. I had some break time at work today, just threw it on my phone and oh, started okay. watching it. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, honestly, it was more of everyone's tweeting this stuff out. I'm like, all right, this kind of looks weird, sci-fi, alien-ish type mm-hmm. weird things. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. So yeah. I started watching the first, like I said, I just started watching it today. And I was like, okay, I, I can I can enjoy this. This would be a nice break from my Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm almost done with that. I'm like, I think I'm on season five. 
Oh, okay. Midway cool. through season five of Game of Thrones. So, which is, which, you know, it's good. I, I, I'm not like a, a rabid fan like some people, but mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. Excellent. I, I enjoy it. Well, I think so. probably in about two more weeks, I will try to do a full on commentary on Stranger Things just to give people enough time to, to watch everything. And that would be about a two week. If you watch one episode a night, you'd, you'd be done in two weeks. So yeah. um, maybe in two weeks here on Finally Friday, we'll have an in-depth discussion on Stranger Things and just make it a, a, a Stranger Things fan fr- fan Friday. Ooh, that's a good idea. We'll do that. Okay. Good. So you got two weeks, man. Two weeks, everybody listening at home, watching at home on Alpha Geek Radio, Alpha Geek Media. Two weeks. We're going to have a fan discussion on Stranger Things. And I want all of you to be calling in. So be on the lookout for that. And actually, I better double check because uh, two weeks, we may not have a show in two weeks. Uh, one, two. Yeah, we have a, on the 12th of August, we do have a finally Friday scheduled. So I, I had to double check because I know a school starting back up. I didn't know if that would be a day that I had to pick yeah, up children our, that's from That's the last school. Friday. That's the last Friday for us for school. For yeah, that's summer the, vacation. So for the youngest, that's his last day of preschool, and then uh, the next Monday he starts right into kindergarten. So he's going to have a horrible time. Ah, uh, he does not like being told. I mean, he he will do what he's told, but he he's in this. I don't know what this phase is. It's like he's going through his terrible twos at age five, where he just throws a fit when someone corrects him or tells him to do something. He's just like, ah, gosh, and starts stomping things, or he'll get mad and throw a fit and throw things. It's like, what is wrong with you, kid? So I expect to have a lot of visits with the school once school starts. So good times. Yay. All right, Nate, thank you so much for calling in this week. You have a great weekend, and we will talk with everyone real soon. And thank you, everyone who is part of the Major Spoilers experience. We hope that you are someone who subscribes to um, all of the podcasts. You can find it in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network Master Feed. That's what it's called on iTunes, where we put everything in. If you're someone who helps us out financially, thank you so much. More word on that next week. We will have some more discussion about that. That's going to be kind of big, and hopefully it'll give more of you an opportunity to help this show and everything that we do at Major Spoilers continue. We do need to get some more funding going on. But thank you, everyone, for doing that. Um, and I think that wraps it up for this week's show. Thank you, everyone, who's in the chat. Thank you, everyone, who listens. Thank you for everyone who sends us emails and, and is, takes part of this. You're all wonderful, awesome people. And that's one of the cool things that did happen yesterday, Jess. At the end of the day, when I was just so down after everything horrible that went on, there were people showing some of their most creative things that they had created during the week, like... Someone had built a, a, a Deep Space Nine model. Someone was working on a giant uh, Star Destroyer model. Somebody was building things and creating things. You, the listener, the viewers, are so freaking talented. I'm impressed that you're interested in what we do because what you do is so cool. And until next week, everybody, take care. Do some fun, creative things. Try to relax this weekend. And we'll see you next time when it's finally Friday. <laughs>